So when is a recession not really a recession? The answer, well, when it's now. It seems the US has recorded two quarters with negative GDP. That is a technical definition, but it's not broad-based enough, says Biden and Powell and Yellen. So not a recession, but enough to get a strong response in the markets, including a big rise in equities. Uh, we'll also look at Australian retail sales yesterday, a higher-than-expected inflation number in the Treasurer's forecast as well. In fact, inflation going up in Germany as well. Just where is the peak and how much of a downturn will we have to see first before we reach it? But, hey, equity markets are very happy. It's Friday, the 29th of July, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Uh, the US dollar down 0.2% on the DXY index this morning. It's also down 1.7% against the Japanese yen. The euro is down 0.1%. The Aussie dollar is down 0.1% as well to 69.8 US cents. The pound up 0.1%. US stocks, they don't seem to care about a recession, if indeed there is one in the United States. The Nasdaq is up 1.1%. The S&P 500 up 1.2%. The Dow is up 1%. In Europe, the Euro stocks 50 up 1.2%. The CAC current up one percent 3%, the DAX up 0.9%, but a slight fall in the FTSE 100, and quite a move down in the VIX index as well, down to 22.3, which is the lowest it's been in three months. So even though equities are going up, there's a lot of uncertainty as well. Bond movements, well, lots of it. 10-year Treasury yields have fallen 12 basis points, down to 2.67% now. Two-year yields are down more than 14 basis points to 2.88%, and German 10 years are down 12, down 13 in France. And oil, well, it's mixed. WTI is down 0.2%, Brent is up 0.8%, back over $107 a barrel now. Dutch gas futures have eased a bit, but they're still over €201 per megawatt hour. Of course, they were a bit higher than that middle of the week. So when is a recession not a recession? Well, when the National Bureau of Economic Research says it isn't. Uh, they haven't said anything yet, or or when the politicians say it isn't, or the Fed. Uh, but technically, two quarters of falling GDP means they are in recession in the United States. We had a 0.9% fall in Q2, on top of that 1.6% fall that we saw in Q1. So let's talk about that with NAB's Gavin Friend in London. So is this a recession, Gavin? Does it matter? And why this positive reaction that we've, uh, we've seen in equities today? Yeah, morning, Phil. I mean, are they in recession, as we heard from... Chair, Fed Chair Jay Powell yesterday and from the White House, they don't believe they're in a recession. I mean, you know, they are looking at uh, a strong labour market. Um, growth is slowing, of course, but uh, they wouldn't consider it so. And I think to your point about the NEBR, they're the official arbiter, so we'll wait for that. But, I mean, looking at those growth numbers, they were they were soft. I mean, you look at the breakdown, and we had something like a two percentage point drag from inventories. That was bigger than expected, I think, for the second quarter running. Um, there was an offsetting, almost offsetting 1.4 percentage point boost from net trade. I mean, that, again, was a big reversal from the prior quarter's three point, over 3% drag. So looking forward to next quarter, you're probably going to see that those two things, you know, offset each other in reverse. You know, conceptually, we could say that inventories is likely to be a decent boost in the next quarter. 
But look elsewhere, things like fixed investment, I mean, very soft. Residential investment was down 14%. Non-residential yeah. investment structures down 11%. Could that be because so interest rates are going up? I mean, that's, well, you know, well, the, the well, irony is there's, well, a, there's a loop there, isn't there? I mean, you well, know, you put interest rates up and then you, you get less investment, therefore you see your you see GDP weakening. Yeah, and clearly the housing market is is one of those areas that's, that's, that's really softening quite, you know, dramatically. And it's, ironically, it was one area that hardly got any mention at all in the Fed uh, meeting yesterday, certainly nothing in the statement, and he wasn't really asked about it in the Q&A. Um, but then you look at the other areas uh, of the GDP report, consumption up 1%, adding uh, sort of 0.7 percentage points to growth. I mean, that's not great. Um, and, you know, we might think uh, looking forward, I mean, there's the cost of living crisis. I mean, it's, you know, the cost of food, cost of energy, it's eating into things. And so whilst the consensus is looking for something of a pickup in Q3 of one and a half percent or so, that's 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 clearly not baked in the cake. You know, the, 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 there's a lot of data between now and then and um, things are moving the other way. And that's what you're seeing in markets. But isn't yeah, it's a, yeah, but isn't this what we want? I mean, let's have a look at why equity markets are, you know, are doing so well. But isn't this what we want? And I'm looking at that and thinking, are they are they looking and going, well, this is this there's a slowdown happening. This is what we want. It means the Fed won't have to do quite so much. So that's a good thing. Is that is that the way they're seeing it? Well, as we know, and as, as you discussed yesterday with Dave, um, you know, the, the markets seem to be taking out of the, the post-Fed environment what, what they want out of it. It's not what Chairman Powell was telling you. Chairman Powell has got one job to do, and that's get on top of inflation. I mean, if you ask the question, what matters more? Uh, weaker growth or uh, higher inflation he'll tell you it's higher inflation he was absolutely clear about that four yeah, square about it, it. he animal. talked about yeah. yeah he talked about um you know the best guide to rates going forward is the the june sep forecast where you know most on the SM, fmc were looking for rates going to sort of 3.8 percent and yet today we've got a market that's basically looking at yields topping out Sorry, looking at rates topping out at just over 3%, um, you know, late this year, early next year. And then we've got cuts. Um, and so and so I think if, if the Fed continues to push on a hawkish bent, the market will just bring that forward. I mean, clearly he has said, you know, there's going to come a point where the Fed will need, need to dial back those pace of increases. And and he said that they've moved to a meeting to, to meeting meeting by meeting basis, and that that kind of sets the scene. It sets the market up for that kind of reaction, I think. And uh, you know, we should remember it's a long way to the twenty first of September meeting. There's two CPI prints. There's an awful lot of data that will come through. You know, plenty of time for things to slow down. But as we sit here today, there does seem to be a bit of a contradiction in the way that the markets are taking it, and. Um, the message from the Fed. And and it's not as though it was a surprise either. So the Atlanta Fed GDP now model, uh, they'd said for the second quarter, oh, I mean, they're slightly wrong, but not far out, a 1.2% fall. I mean, they released their forecast for the third quarter today. Uh, but, you know, we've we had this prediction. And even so, the markets have responded quite mm. sharply to it. Uh, and as I say, I mean, it, it may well be um, that the market's also thinking about inflation going forward. Uh, we'll see from the numbers we get later on today in terms of core PCE. But maybe the sort of second round effects of that may not be 
um, as as you know, viterant as as we've seen in the first round. I mean, that's you know, that's something we're going to have to see. Well, we get the University of Michigan consumer sentiment today as well, and their inflation expectations as well. So that'll be interesting. The so the jobless claims were a little more than expected. So again, I mean, is this another thing where we're saying bad news is good news because we have got a weakening labour market? So that you know, sort of adds to this big picture, doesn't it? That perhaps the slowdown is starting to happen at long last. Yeah, I mean, the, we, what we've seen in the jobless claims is a gradual tick up. The trend is there. It was a little bit lower from the prior week, but above forecast. So it continues that steady, that steady climb up that suggests, you know, even though the labour market remains robust, um, it is it is gradually weakening. And uh, we also get personal spending and income numbers today as well, don't we? So that personal spending number, the, the, the expectation for that is a 0.9% month-on-month pickup. Again, that's not what we want to see, is it? We actually, we actually do want to see things calming down. We don't want people spending more. No, that's right. And that's the whole point of what the Fed is trying to do. He's trying to push down demand to meet an insufficient supply. So the market's obviously going to be looking at the core PCE numbers. Um, and I think that's... That's, there's a potential issue there because, as you remember, you know, CPI early in the month spiked to a new over 40-year high. And within that, we saw a big run-up in shelter, the costs of rent, rents and what have you. Um, now, in the core PCE indicator uh, release, shelter doesn't have quite as high a weighting. So um, that, 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 that might, the, the message, the read-through there might not be so bad. But then we've got things like medical costs. They really did spike in the CPI report, and they have a larger weighting in the, uh, in the, in the PCE report. So, you know, there's good and bad there, but potentially the monthly number could run up from 0.3 to 0.5. And I think for today, the focus is going to be on that monthly number rather than the annual number. And then alongside that, of course, we get that uh, report on um, the employment cost index. Um, it's a quarterly report, and it's something that you know Powell looks at a lot. Remember, it spiked to 1.4% in Q1. The market is looking for a run up to 1.2%. But I think if you look at the Ali Erlin's numbers, I think the risk there is is that the number comes in lower than that and you know possibly as low as one percent. So I think that will be quite a standout if that comes in lower. And something that in the present in the present market stance, it will it will pick up on that number rather than anything in the in the PCE report, I think, and um, you know, hone in on the idea that um earnings are rolling over a little bit because that because that plays to the grain of where the market is at the moment and lower yields so do you think things are starting to slow what's your what's your take putting all of this together and because i mean it, it, clearly there's an expectation the fed isn't going to have to go as hard isn't there uh, that you know things are starting to plateau maybe inflation's getting getting close to peaking and uh, you know we we don't need to worry about the the longer term picture it's going to settle down a little bit faster than we perhaps envisaged so is that sort of the flavor of the sentiment today that's where the market seems to be. Um, it, it, to, to repeat, that is not the message from Chairman Powell, and it can't be. You know, just a few weeks after, uh, you know, headline CPI prints nine point four percent. It's just, it's just, it's just too high. Uh, he, you know, and, and, and especially when you've got the, the sort of worrying aspect, as I say, of higher shelter prices and, and the likes. He has to uh, stick to the message, and and he and he did that yesterday. The market. You know, as we saw in the months before this, the market led the Fed. Now mm. the market seems to be trying to lead the Fed the other way. Will they be successful in that? I wonder. And and how high is it going to go? That's the question. When is inflation going to peak? 
And uh, when's it going to fleet, uh, peak in Australia? I mean, we talked about it yesterday with Dave. And, uh, you know, the expectation was that Jim Chalmers yesterday, the uh, the new Australian treasurer, was going to talk about inflation peaking at, at 7%. But actually, uh, he's changed the script. Uh, seven, seven and three quarter percent is what he's saying now. The RBA is forecasting only seven. And it's going to be a fairly slow return to normal. So I'm not quite sure how that changes the expectation for the Fed. I mean, Dave was sort of implying yesterday that maybe that, uh, you know, the Fed will go a bit harder than anybody's expecting, even as NAB is expecting, if we're going to see these inflation numbers creeping up even more. Uh, But let's have a look at uh, the other bit of news from yesterday. Australian retail sales, growth has slowed, still on the up but just 0.2% month on month. Uh, and a lot of that uh, that growth is coming from rising prices, of course, isn't it? That's right. So that was the uh, sixth consecutive month uh, monthly rise. I mean, it's pretty clear that growth has kind of slowed over the past couple of months, but they're still strong. Um, and, uh, you know, it, 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 it plays to the grain of what you're saying, you know, in terms of um, mm. the numbers from next week. Yeah, and what the uh, the RBA does. Well, cafes, restaurants, takeaway spending, all of that is now almost 25% higher than pre-pandemic levels. So uh, that is, yeah, I mean, I guess people are, you know, sick of lockdown, so they've gone out to restaurants and everything. But that is not the sign, is it, of an, an economy that's struggling, that people are uh, really short of cash. So uh, I, I wonder how that's going to play out long term. We'll, we'll see, won't we? Look, uh, certainly there's more concern in Germany inflation there much higher than expected eight and a half percent the highest in 30 years the numbers yesterday but not much market reaction to it uh, perhaps because all eyes were on uh, what was happening in the united states but we do get the european uh, euro uh, zone wide cpi figures later on and they are going to be higher as well aren't they yeah they are i mean those german numbers um it looks like it was again food and energy prices driving the surprise more than offsetting the sort of temporary fuel tax rebates that the government's been pushing through and some subsidized cheap rail tickets but certainly i mean this is the this is the quandary for the ecb isn't it you know the hawks the hawks can see this coming down the track they want to do something and yet they can also see growth is you know in a pincer movement with um you know what's going on with um, Ukraine and um, it's it's a tough trade-off. I mean, our, our view remains after the fifty basis points that we thought they would do just a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, they'll be going for fifty again in September if they can if they can muster it because things are likely to get worse as we get into the back end of the year. And um, you know, if if they can, if they if they can front load, that's certainly uh, certainly what um, you know Christine Lagarde was kind of suggesting, hinting at. Right, China's manufacturing and non-manufacturing PMIs today. I don't know how how important they are right now. Uh, we've also got uh, tensions between Washington and China over Taiwan. That's uh, all over the news today as well, because Nancy Pelosi is uh, wanting to go to Taiwan, and that seems to be upsetting China a little bit. May- might be easier if she just doesn't do that, mightn't it? Uh, anyway, well, that's, that's, uh, we'll watch with interest and see what that does uh, between those, uh, that, that relationship between China and the US. We don't want that to turn sour right now, do we? Uh, we'll leave it there for now, though. Good, Gavin. Thanks, thanks for being on. Cheers, Phil. And um, maybe this is why equity markets have been doing well uh, today, because, of course, earnings haven't been too bad, have they? And we had Apple earnings for the last quarter uh, after the market closed. Revenue of $83 billion, a tiny bit more than expected, thanks to uh, better-than-expected iPhone revenue. Uh, but they've given no formal guidance of the next quarter, so that doesn't bode well. Amazon, $121.2 billion revenue in the last quarter uh, versus $119 billion expected. Uh, they uh, met expectations, uh, beat expectations 
stations for Amazon Web Services and also advertising, which sort of runs counter to what we were saying yesterday about the ad market slowing. Uh, but Intel, they really missed expectations. Revenue was 15.3 billion. The expectation was close to 18 billion. We saw a big fall in margins there. That's it for today. Uh, back again on Monday morning with another edition of the Morning Call. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. See you then. Thank you.